Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning is Annie McInnes. She's been the executive director of the Kensington Business Improvement Association for 20 years and has raised more than $17 million in grants and sponsorships for the community. She has a very interesting story, including work tracking Soviet and American nuclear submarines. She joins us this morning to tell us about her work for the community of Kensington and in the Canadian Arctic. You have had a very cool life. Good morning, Annie. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, Annie. <laughs> Good morning. So, do we need to be afraid? What's going on under the Arctic ice? <laughs> the, the, the Russians, the Americans. Tell, tell us, tell us. Well, do we need a shelter? What's going on there? So that work was uh, was a little while ago, maybe about uh, 28 years ago. Um, I was with the University of Calgary um, with the Strategic Studies Program. I have a Master's of Science and Economics degree from a British university with a specialization in military studies. And the Strategic Studies Department was um, funded by the Department of External Affairs to provide an independent source of information on military issues. Um, And one of my projects was working on um, tracking Soviet and American nuclear submarines under Canadian Arctic ice. And and, uh, further down the road on that work, uh, the Canadian government has um, installed a sonar array through the channels that were identified as um, being physically possible for nuclear submarines to travel through them. And so now the Canadian government can tell if they're up there. Was that that. during the Cold War? Yeah, this was during the Cold War. I'll date myself here. (laughs) We all date ourselves. Did you do that? Yeah. (laughs) We're all in the same generation here. So if you, uh, did you do that right out of school then? Yeah. I skipped grade 12 and went to university out of grade 11 um, and uh, did a, a BA in uh, in Nova Scotia, where I'm from, and then I went to the UK to do uh, my master's degree, and then I got hired out of Nova Scotia about a month or so after I graduated. I was the first employee of the strategic strategic studies program at the University of Calgary. How does that happen at 17 <laughs> years old? How do you know that that's your direction going into military military studies? So um, my dad was a collector of uh, British military uh, antique uh, weapons. He had 35 uh, dueling sets, like from the 1700s and stuff. He had over 500 guns upstairs in one floor of our house. And uh, when I went to university, I did uh, double majors and double minors. I thought I wanted to be a writer and an actor, um, but I also did political science and and history. And um, just before I went uh, to do my master's degree, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, so I chose the history, political science, academic career instead of the acting career, which would be night times and more physical energy needed. So Mm. uh, in the end, I did publish a book a few years ago, so I didn't give up on that dream. So let's jump 28 years forward (laughs) today (laughs) and talk about uh, the BRZ and the BIA and and let's clarify the business revitalization zone and the business improvement area. Can you explain the difference between the two? And when are you kind of considered BRZ, when are you considered BIA? So business revitalization zone is the old name. Uh, Business improvement area is the new name. Um, Oh, it's politically um, correctness. Yes. So um, business improvement area 
is, uh, we're, we're all over the world now, but the very first one ever was in Toronto. So it's a Canadian invention. Um, Alberta, for some reason, chose the name Business Revitalization Zones. And so everywhere else in Canada, pretty much, it's business improvement areas. or, And in the United States, it's sort of business improvement districts. So we all got a little tired of constantly explaining to our colleagues why we had a different oh. name. And so we uh, changed our name um, by way of the Municipal Government Act, which is a provincial act that enables our organizations. We're not-for-profits. It's a very simple explanation. If Toronto has one name, we will always have a different <laughs> yeah. name, right? <laughs> so w- where does the funding come from? Like, is this an extension of the City of Calgary then? or No. Um, our organizations are funded by the businesses themselves. So the businesses actually pay a levy. Um, to if they are within our geographic boundaries, regardless of so they're they're just they they pay that fee automatically. Now that fee that levy mm-hmm. is collected by the university or, or collected sorry by the city of Calgary um, on our behalf on our organization's behalf, and then the city issues that that amount to us each year for our operating budget. And Do they are, pay on time? Oh, yes. Okay. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> well, pretty much on time. <laughs> and what do they get for that money? So, um, for example, in Kensington, um, I, um, we were redoing the public plaza in front of the Plaza Theatre and Pages Bookstore. Mm. Um, we I ra- love that area. Yeah, so we raised the funding for that. A few years back, I raised funding to replace all of the public realm pretty much in Kensington, sidewalks, streetlights, um, trees, street furniture. Um, and so I didn't have enough money left to do this little plaza thing. So we're doing that right now. Um, we put up uh, banners. We're flying our pride banners for the last, since February. Um, and, but we do different banners, seasonal banners. Um, we put on events. We did a live wrestling event uh, in a parking lot outdoors about two weeks ago. Live wrestling? <laughs> like Live pro wrestling, yeah. Pro wrestling, yeah. male, female? Yeah, both. Both? Yeah. Okay. Male against yeah. <laughs> And yesterday, uh, uh, Sunday, we did uh, a pup crawl. So dogs in costumes trick-or-treating through 25 stores in Kensington. Oh, that must have been huge. So, so fun. All the dogs were so wound up and excited. They were getting french fries and ice cream and whipped cream. And <laughs> Whatever <laughs> fell on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all in costume, so it was pretty fun. Now, uh, you talk about public areas. Um, if I want today to open a store or have an office in Kensington or the RDBIA in, the, in Calgary, right? Um, how can you help the, the single store or the single office to, you know, start their adventure in your area? So um, we do a lot of advocacy um, on behalf of our businesses. So I have approximately 260 businesses in Kensington. And so I advocate on behalf of those 260-some businesses and all those employees um, for for benefits, um, whether that was uh, at our municipal level here in Calgary or provincially or federally. During the pandemic, uh, we wrote advocacy letters to help uh, convince the government to change the rent subsidy um, rules that were originally in place, which meant that only your landlord could apply for the rent subsidy for for you, or a tenant business could not apply in their own. So if your landlord chose not to do that, then, then you were kind of hooked, and we helped advocate and get that law changed so that tenant businesses could apply in their own. Um, as part of the advocacy work at the provincial level, 
Um, we also uh, helped nego- helped advocate for the reopening grants. So the original reopening grant was $5,000 for small and medium businesses that were eligible that had been um, mandated to close during the pandemic. And eventually, because of several openings and closing, that grant was up to $25,000. So we do a lot of work like that where we're working on behalf of a large collective and with 15 uh, business improvement areas in Calgary, um, that's a pretty big collective voice. And actually, next year, uh, 2024, will be the 40th anniversary of business improvement areas in Calgary. Oh, and, wow. And 2025 will be Calgary's, or um, Kensington's um, 40th 40 year. And do you also help the single guy to get a DP, a development permit, or, or occupancy permit, or change of use, or you just deal with the collective? Uh, no, we'll help individual businesses if they're having um, a problem with something. Um, for example, uh, maybe they need the sidewalk in front of their business fixed, or maybe... Um, Alberta Looking, Liquor and Gaming Commission, they're having a dispute about how much window has to be covered uh, because of what they're selling, um, or maybe they've got too much covering and we want to be able to see into the store. Um, if they're having uh, a problem with, um, um, what else, um, like licensing or something, we might help with that. Or if you want to do an outdoor patio, we'd help with that. So typically we don't do it for them, but we would uh, kind of... Uh, um, um, make the introduction, be the liaison between uh, the business and the you know, city. You know the guys. Yeah, you, you we know, know the, the guys. Guy guys. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break here. We're, when we come back, I'd like to jump back in time again. I know we came, <laughs> we came forward to talk about the uh, improvement areas for, for Kensington, but I want to get to how you transitioned into this life after being into military sure. studies. We'll be right back. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Annie McInnes, the Executive Director of the Kensington Business Improvement Association. And before the break, I was talking about how I want to jump back in time a little bit because you mentioned that just before you were going to get your master's and 10 days before you were going to Europe, you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Uh, yet you stayed on your path and kept going. And you look great today, good and healthy. So tell us how you've made your way through this. Um, so I, I, uh, I was lucky enough to have a, a doctor for a father. He's a, a country doctor. And he said, uh, you know, don't put your life on hold because of a chronic illness. Pe- lots of people have chronic illnesses. And the older you get, the more, <laughs> the more people you know will have a chronic illness. And uh, so don't put your dreams on hold. Um, and so I, I went, 10 days later I went, um, and the doctors the doctors that were talking about MS with me um, all said, oh, you know, you probably have the less serious kind and, and you'll be fine and you probably won't have a relapse while you're away. And, and I did in January of that year and I was alone in Britain um, um, with my first relapse after mm-hmm. being hospitalized and diagnosed. What does that look like for people who don't know what 
multiple sclerosis symptoms are? So multiple sclerosis sort of has a lot of variations in the disease. Um, For me, it means about um, six weeks where I'm uh, sleeping about 17 to 20 hours a day. Um, And um, my mind is not tired, but my body is tired. So um, I can sleep all night and get up and walk uh, to the bathroom, and I live in a small bungalow, (laughs) and wash my face and brush my teeth and be so fatigued that I need to lie down and rest. So, But my mind is not tired. It's just my body that is. Mm. Um, So typically I end up with about six weeks um, pretty much in my bedroom um, and, uh, and then sort of trying to relearn to walk as as normally as possible after that. So I've had uh, 14 relapses over the years. um, And um, if I have too much stress in my life, then then that disease gets unpredictable. So so I have uh, slept uh, the first, when my husband and I moved here in 81, uh, we wanted to go to Glenbow Museum. And the first three times we went, we didn't have a car. We were walking and doing public transit. And my MS was a little rocky in those days. And uh, three times we got to the Glenbow and I slept on um, the couch in the lobby while my husband <laughs> enjoyed the museum. <laughs> and then we went home. <laughs> so fourth time lucky, but... Yeah, mm. and you say that you said that you now um, speak, speak about, about this. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? What's your message to people who are listening right now and maybe have just recently been diagnosed or are living with a chronic disease? So, um, I acknowledge that I'm one of the lucky ones that I have, um, you know, done well um, in all of this. Um, my father gave me um, a couple, sort of five things to do or not do rule, which I've lived by all this time. So it was eat healthy, uh, don't do much in the way of um, illegal drugs or alcohol, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, exercise, um, watch watch what you eat, uh, get a good sleep. And uh, he said the big thing is stress. Um, Stress is the most destructive thing for everyone's health. So you need to find a way to compartmentalize uh, and balance stress. So I feel as though when the pandemic came along, I was kind of ideally had trained myself to balance work and life stress. Um, and uh, it's such a physical imperative for me. I, I walk quite a bit every day. I have a big dog who makes sure I get out there and <laughs> stay honest with that. Um, and, uh, and, and that helps me keep uh, the MS under control and uh, and keep my stress under control. So I, I don't typically listen to anything when I'm walking with the dog. I try to just be present in the moment and enjoy looking around me and enjoy and watching the dog. Busy. Yeah. You keep yourself busy with uh, 200 and whatever <laughs> yeah. kind of clients. Because that job has a lot of uh, balls in the air. It's it's uh, It can be a high pressure job so uh you know it's it's uh, it's important to take time for yourself and and to keep everything in balance i guess with uh, so many uh call it clients or members yeah. it's almost like a property manager you, you get all the complaints oh if i'm doing a meet, going to meet one of my businesses in kensington i usually leave about half an hour early because someone is bound to come hustling out of their store and, and say annie annie i just wanted to talk to you about this right yeah before the meeting before the meeting yeah what do you do in the situation where you have so many people, you're bound to have disagreements on moving forward with projects. So how are, are you a mediator in those, 
situations or how do you resolve those conflicts? So I have a bo- I work for a board of directors. I have uh, a board of directors of 10 um, volunteer members of the business community um, who provide governance. It's, uh, the BIA is a not-for-profit, so I'm the paid executive director for the past, mm-hmm. uh, this is my 21st year. Um, and so um, when we have disputes with a business, usually they're easy to resolve. Um, I have a good annual report that I always take with me <laughs> and share with the business owner and say, yeah, okay, so I'm a contract employee and I you know, work a 30-hour work week and, and here's what that looks like. And sometimes I'm called down to deal with something at 8 o'clock at night <laughs> on a, and sometimes, you know, Sunday afternoons. And, and so there's a lot of flex time in there, but um, usually I can um, show value for uh, the levy dollars that people collect. It's a small amount that the businesses pay, and we don't have a big budget. But uh, you know, and we we uh, mostly people are pretty pretty happy with what we do. You mentioned that you guys are kind of a voice for the businesses. Yes. Um, the last few months, we had a lot of discussion about securities security in Calgary Street on Calgary streets. Uh, how does Kensington deal with this issue? So last January, we held a, a crime and safety town hall, and we had our, our count, city councillor come out and um, hire up people at uh, uh, bylaw, transit, police, um, Alpha House, uh, and we invited uh, Kensington businesses, but also residents in Sunnyside and Hillhurst to come and have a conversation. And uh, that was a two-hour meeting. It was a productive meeting. And... Um, uh, what measures were taken? So um, as a result of those, uh, the police helped us set up something called a signal app, which is a very secure app where my businesses can um, report crimes, can um, report concerning incidents, um, where we can keep track of what's going on in Kensington um, in a real-time um, aspect. And uh, also the business improvement areas have, uh, executive directors have a committee that deals with crime and safety. And, um, you know, we did some advocacy. For example, the um, uh, provincial government originally had the 12 sheriffs last winter uh, to help with uh, extra uh security in the downtown area in Edmonton and for on LRTs and stuff. And and uh, we advocated uh, hard uh, along with other groups. And so there was funding provided to do that in Calgary as well. You're obviously really passionate about the community. Where does that come from? When I was diagnosed with MS, um, the younger brother of a friend of mine was um, also in hospital doing all the same kind of tests that I was doing. Um, and he was 16 and I was... Uh, uh, 19 going on 20 and um, we both knew that there was something terrible wrong with us and um, so we spent a lot of time talking about that and I had worked on the lake boats as a cook and hitchhiked across Canada and you know been at university and done a lot parachuted out of airplanes I'd done a lot of living <laughs> and he was a very young 16 year old um, and uh, we made a, a promise to each other that uh, if, if either of us survived we'd live for two and um here I am all these years later at 67, and um, he was diagnosed with leukemia, and um, he didn't make six months after that mm. time. So I've always kind of held that in my heart that, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the lucky one, and, um, and I need to celebrate two lives. Wow, that's beautiful. What's the future of Kensington BIA? 
Well, I'm hoping to retire one of these days. <laughs> I'm sure, they will, I'm sure the AGM will reject that. Exactly. They're like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> if you raise 17 million, but you're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I clarified that was in kind and, and sponsorship and, and, and funding from, like, that's over the 20 year period that was in one lump sum. <laughs> we have about 30 seconds left. What's one thing that you're really proud of? that you've helped get over the line over the last 20 years? Um, I would say uh, re- replacing all, all the, pretty well all the public realm in Kensington. Um, when I took over, the sidewalks were crumbling and broken. Our street lights, we had nine different styles of street lights, and they were rusted out of the, at the bottoms, and they were blowing over in, in windstorms and striking patios and pedestrians. And, oh. And... Uh, so I'm I'm very proud of that and and uh, the plaza piece that's uh, going to be done by Christmas time um, is sort of going to be the icing on the cake and I've got that interactive pole bench out of my yard that weighs two thousand pounds and it's been there for <laughs> nine years. <laughs> well, congratulations! Our You've guest, done a lot. Our guest this morning was Annie McInnes. Thank you, Annie, for coming here. Uh, she's also the recipient of the Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Silver Jubilee Medal by our Lieutenant Gerald Governor. Mm-hmm. And she's also the Executive Director of the Kensington BIA. Thanks, yeah. Annie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 